0: All right. Hey everybody, and uh, and good afternoon or good morning, I guess over in New Zealand. Um, you guys, I am uh, I'm excited for for this episode. First things first, welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. My name is Miles Wood Boyer, and uh, and I'm I I'm guess I'm your host today, but I'm sitting here with a a really good friend of mine and just a sweet, talented, remarkable, brilliant individual um, over in New Zealand, and I cannot wait to tell you who she is and what we're going to talk about today. But hey, first things first. I want to remind y'all, because I haven't done this for a few weeks, about the purpose of this podcast and uh, and why we keep showing up here week after week. Hey, there's really three things we're trying to accomplish uh, here. First things first, we just want to give you access. We want to give you access to the life lessons, to the voices, to the faces of the people that are shaping this industry and, uh, and, and invite you into relationship with those people. At first, obviously, just through listening to my conversations with them. But then, secondly, uh, through giving you avenues to interact with them directly. Secondly, we want to take those lessons that you're learning and permeate those directly into your community and into your business and up level what you're bringing to your clients and to your work. And then, third, and probably most importantly, we want to invite you into community with us. And all that's happening for free over at the Photographic Collective podcast. I'm sorry, the Photographic Collective Facebook group, as well as through all of our mentor programs and curriculums, and uh, you can find out more information about that in the show notes. Okay, so I teased for a hot second who I'm sitting with today. Um, and you guys, I, a full disclosure, this is my second intro to her because we had a Wi-Fi blip. So I think the first one was way more eloquent. But you guys, I'm I'm sitting today uh, with Rebecca Bradley, who is... Um, not just my friend from narrative and uh, and just a, a a remarkable brand advocate for them but also one of my favorite photographers wedding photographers from the other side of the world so hey Rebecca thanks so much for jumping on here with me
1: thanks for having me miles that was a great intro
0: <laughs> I, okay I did good you okay did so good. hey tell us really quick for for those of us that that may be you know listening to this either from the States or just from, you know, the like less cool hemisphere of the world. Tell us a little bit about you, like where, where are you and and what is it that you shoot and all of like, give us a, like a, a quick bio on you.
1: Yeah. A little intro on me. So, um, I am based in Auckland, New Zealand, and I am a wedding photographer here um and so yeah I shoot predominantly weddings I think like many people I started shooting a bit of everything but in the last I'd say like two to three years I kind of honed in on weddings because I just love them so much um and we are really lucky here in New Zealand we have so many beautiful spots so yeah it's it's really amazing and I love it um and then yeah I also work for narrative. Um I manage their ambassador program and that's how I met you, Miles, and um all our partnerships. So it's a super fun job and like it's really cool getting to talk to photographers every day as part of my job at Narrative. So yeah.
0: I, I have to tell you, I think, you know, we've had this conversation before, but I have so many so many brand sponsorships and 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 relationships and whatever that I you were the reason that I started googling who I was on the other end of a call with (laughs) I like I don't know if you realize that but I but before we like get too deep with that you were because I we'd had several conversations before I'd ever had taken really taken the opportunity to say like you know okay who is this like who is this sweet girl that's like you know roping me in to be a part of this really cool program and then I found your work and I was just jaw dropped, like absolutely just smitten. You have got the most creative eye for wedding photography. Um, and I, I want to get into that because that's not something like you don't have an unpracticed eye. This is clearly something you've been doing for a while. So how, like, how did that start for you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, first of all. Um, so without something like really cliche, I I honestly did like love photography for as long as I can remember. I remember being at school and, you know, saying, Oh, like, you know, if being a photographer would be so cool, but I don't think that's like a job. Like, you know, you're kind of, that was back then that was kind of like, I didn't know like any photographers, you know, who did it as a job. Um, so yeah, like I always did it as a hobby, loved it. And I guess like what you said the I, where my eye for photography came from is like I really like I'm a real people person, and I used to just kind of think not much of it until I started taking photos and realized how important that was. So like to me, the way I think I get my best photos is like by building connections with the people I'm shooting and getting them so comfortable and happy. and yeah, like I think. I think I like, I'm not going to say like, I'm the most amazing photographer, but I think my skill comes in like making people feel really relaxed and comfortable in front of the camera. And that's how I'm able to get my best photos, I would say. Um, So, yeah.
0: I think that's a a beautiful answer. The reason I ask is because you have, and I don't think it's coincidental that your relationship with, with narrative and kind of my relationship with you all started around this idea of storytelling. Right, and it's sort of this like lost. It, it, I feel like there's sort of a uh, a revibrance, I guess, of that concept in the last few years. But for the most part, as an industry, we have all got, become so like obsessed with perfecting the moment. Um, you know, like that that Pinteresty Instagram perfect, like the photo. Right? Yeah, that's so true. That, that like so many photographers have forgotten. Do you think? I do you agree with me there? Yeah. I think we've forgotten what the story means.
1: Totally. Yeah, I think it's real easy to get caught up. And like, I definitely was guilty of this when I first started is like, you're trying to stand out and, you know, get attention on your work. So when you go and shoot a couple, like, I don't know, this was very much for me in front of mind. You're like, but what's the photo I'm going to post on Instagram? What's going to look the coolest? And I think you can kind of forget that you're like shooting someone's wedding day. Um, And I soon started to realize and, um, just like, it's not, it's not about you. And like, yes, if you get a cool photo, that's great. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not about you. You're telling someone's story and that's like such a huge honor and something I've never taken lightly. Um, and I first and foremost just like want the people I'm shooting to feel like I'm there for them and I care so much about them. And if I have this ideal shot in mind and I don't get it, like it doesn't matter. Um, because you're probably still going to get amazing photos, just because you're like you've connected with that couple and made them feel really, I don't know, safe and comfortable.
0: I, it's I always know that I'm on the other end of uh, of like maybe the right guest for this podcast. We've we, so I, I I don't know how how much you've listened to or how involved you've been in this whole thing, Rebecca. But we're we're nearly three seasons into this at this point, point. and what I realize is like my favorite guests. Um, my favorite episodes, like the ones that I've learned the most from, right? And and I'm pretty outspoken with people about saying, like, I got into this totally selfishly. Like I started this podcast just so I had access to learn from people. (laughs)
1: Love that.
0: my favorite episodes have been from people that have literally just echoed everything that you just said. Like (laughs)
1: Jonas (laughs)
0: Peterson being like, hey, like Jonas had this like pivotal moment where he was like, I realized that it's not about me. Like all the awards weren't fulfilling. I was only fulfilled when I was like, loving on people and like serving people, right? Or Nadia Melly talking about how that she found herself in other people's joy. Like seeing other people feel beautiful, it, it like resonated. and so she started to feel beautiful in those moments. And it, it's so powerful, I think, to hear that from yet another photographer that I look up to so much that you're able to say like, you know, hey, it, it's okay. like if you miss the moment or if it's if it's imperfect, the purpose of us as storytellers is to tell the story.
1: I know. Yeah. And yeah. So with Jonas, I did, I listened to him talk before at conferences and similar. And his like story always touches me because I feel like I resonate with it so much because yeah, I think when I first started, you know, you would see these really high end photographers and there was a lot of, I feel like a lot of pressure on to like get the perfect detail shots and like get stuff that you can, you know, that will likely get you published in a magazine. And I remember feeling like, I don't really know how to describe it, but like a bit uneasy or a little bit like, oh man, that sucks. Cause like, I don't really want to like focus so much on getting like the perfect detail shot. Like I, I want to get the people laughing, like you know, for me, I don't, when I look back on my wedding photos, I'm like, oh my, I'm not like, oh my gosh, my earrings look so cool. And that, you know, flat lay, I'm like, I love the photo of my mom, like reaching out to me. Thank I took to her 12
0: pictures of the shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And like, sure. Like, I'm not saying they're not important. Like if, you know, you, you might still want, like a lot of people still want them, but I don't know, for me, when I was a bride, like the photos I look back on, i like, probably more those imperfect moments the ones where like nothing was posed it was just like real emotion I was getting ready and my mum was like overwhelmed by the whole thing and she was just like reaching out to hug me you know like those are the photos I can still remember um so I feel like that really sticks with me on wedding days uh like I'm gonna get all the shots I need to but I don't yeah I try not to put pressure on myself to get all these like shots for magazines like I'm doing it because I want people yeah I'm trying to tell these this couple's story um in the best way possible
0: Mm, I love that I think you'll laugh at this I think you'll also kind of agree to it I um I shot a wedding this last weekend and I was chatting with uh with one of the bridesmaids you know while all the girls were getting ready and she was kind of asking about me and I she said she'd been in like 12 weddings or something crazy right (laughs) and so um she's like oh you know i'm good i'm, I'm good at this right now like i i'm to good i'm like well i think i think you're gonna see maybe i do things like a little bit differently and that's not arrogant speaking that's just experience like i i think i probably go into this with like maybe a, a slightly different perspective as a whole and she said okay tell me about that like why and i was like well i would rather miss the first kiss completely miss it yeah than them not remember it and and her eyes. Rebecca, she's just like I I swear I saw her soul leave her body. She was like is that a, are, is there a chance you're going to miss it? I'm like no, that's no. not what I said at yeah. all, but it's fine. I'm like okay, I don't think you're ready. Like
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't But yeah, I,
0: I I love like I love your perspective on that that you're just willing to say like hey, our photos are important, but they're only important if they're of memories that you lived.
1: Yeah, totally. You know? Like Yeah. Like I said, you're going to get all those moments, you know, that you're supposed to. Um, But I guess it's how much pressure and time, like pressure you place on yourself firstly, and then time you spend doing it. Like, I'll go and I'll get the detail shots. But yeah, I think if you're spending way more time doing that than just being with the people, like for me personally, that doesn't sit right. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, so three hours on a flat lay. Okay.
1: Good. No, no, not um, about that.
0: <laughs> goodness. I've like five, I've got five, I've just had like a five minute attention span.
1: Yeah, me too. I think anybody
0: that knows me also just has, has learned to expect that like the ADHD is so prevalent that I'm like, Hey, if you want me to shoot inanimate objects, like we got to hurry, that you know, is, cause I will yeah. just, I will just wander off in the middle of it.
1: That's like me as well. Like, I admire the photographers who get these super creative detail shots. And like, I tried, like I, I get them. Like I'm not saying I'm terrible at them, but I guess, yeah, I'm like, where's the people? Like, I want to see the people again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could never be a product photographer. <laughs> I tried it for like yeah. one client and I was like, sorry, I'm not, this is not me. I'm not good at this. There's way more creative people with flat lays. Um, but I want to see people, um, I don't want to be like moving things slightly. I, yeah, I love emotion and connection and yeah, you just don't get that with, (laughs) with product, with product photos.
0: Okay. So all of this, all of this is coming to sort of a head for me. It's starting to make sense because I like, I want to hear then from you. You said you, you kind of fell in love with photography at an early age and you're clearly like a very relationship oriented person. Right. right. Like yeah. that's, that's a, that's a key part. Um, and we're going to, I want to, like, I want to hear about your marriage. I want to hear about like the baby. I want to hear about all of that stuff as well. Um, yeah. because I think it's important to people that are listening. Like, I think it's so valuable for us to just point out that like your favorite photographer is still a person.
1: Yeah. Right? 100%. They still
0: have, they still have lives and, and those lives inform so much about their work. So, so tell, tell me a little bit about like before, um, you know, before wedding photography kind of fell into your lap and before, um, you know, the relationship and narrative and all of that stuff, like, where did this appreciation or like this love for relationship come from? Or has that, I guess, has that developed as a photographer?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know if I had like a key moment. Well, actually, that's a lie. I think I did probably have a key moment. I, this is, I guess, like going way back. I remember being at school. Um, and feeling like I wasn't good at anything and like not, in a super down away. Like I just, I just didn't feel like I stood out at anything in particular. And I guess it was like this, partly the school I was at was very focused on like, you know, your academics, if you're not good at that, there's like some other basic creative thing, which, which were like drama and art, but like art in the traditional sense of like painting and that type of thing. And I just wasn't outstanding at any of it. Um, like I got the marks I needed to, and I kind of took that into when I went to university. I did a degree in um, communications, but I majored in public relations. So I guess I did use that relational side a little bit. Um, I guess that was coming through. But even throughout all my studies, I kind of felt the same. Um, like, oh, I'm not like outstanding at this, and I think. I yeah I think I I kind of clicked when I started doing photography as a hobby and I was really enjoying it and I was you know getting starting to get good feedback and I started to read the feedback and a lot of it was you know kind of the same like Rebecca made me feel so comfortable I felt so relaxed all of this stuff and I kind of was like oh okay that's what I'm good at but it's not what you often hear about at school, even when you're studying as um, like, I don't know, It just doesn't have a lot of weight placed on it. Like <laughs> being relational is not often seen as like a huge skill and like, maybe it is more now, but not when I was growing up. Um, and then I think once I became a photographer, I realized like the huge importance of it. Um, so yeah. Um, I re yeah, I guess I realized what a huge part of it was to be successful in photography. Um, but I, I guess I didn't realize I had, <laughs> I had that skill until I, I got into photography. So, yeah.
0: I always, I always tell people like, I'm just a naturally, I wonder if you, you'd agree with this, but I'm just a naturally really curious person. Yeah. So, much. um, and so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself necessarily like an academic. Yeah or something like something like that but i'm i'm just fascinated by like by human emotion mm. i'm fascinated by psychology i'm fascinated by um, by body language and love languages and like all of these these things that like i feel like so many people become sort of slightly experts at but never really they never really get it. Mm. And I just, I love to sit back and watch people and be like, okay, well, so, so you read the like five love languages yeah. book or whatever, right? And you figured out that you're a gift giver and she's a words of affirmation person, but like, but how does that change your life? Like, how does that affect, how does that inform your, your relationship with complete strangers? Yeah. And, and so I, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you kind of, kind of feel that way or not, but it's, it's that so curiosity nice. for me that just drives Yeah.
1: I just drives it. <laughs> I some like my friends and my husband would laugh sometimes at me being like you'd sit down with someone you kind of just met and be like, you know, most people would say like, How's your week been? And I'd start chatting to someone and be like, So, how'd you meet how'd you meet your husband? Or like how yeah, like <laughs> like something real intense. I don't know, that's not that intense, mm-hmm. but like real. I'm more inclined to ask like personal questions because I'm just so interested in people's lives. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, don't ask that. You don't know them well enough yet. Just, you know, ease yourself in. Um, oh my gosh. Hence I, this
0: entire <laughs> podcast, Rebecca.
1: I sometimes have a tendency to maybe come across as maybe more nosy, but um, I'm just so interested. Like I don't, I, yeah, I'm very fascinated by people as well. So I think photography is the perfect job for me in that sense because you get to be part of a, you know people's like days and really personal life events and get to know just so many different types of people um which is really cool but yes the love okay. languages thing actually i think dawn jarvis talks about this a bit about uh, mm-hmm. the importance of knowing love languages of your couple which i think is a really cool perspective because i think when you look into love languages you realize like how much it shapes a person, which I'm also really fascinated by. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that you just brought her up because that was another one of my very favorite yeah,
1: guests I love on here.
0: Her. Because I, I, her and I vibe so so well just because she's so, she's so wild. Yeah. I, I think that you're, yeah, you're spot on. So, okay. So then I want to ask you, because like I feel the same way about like surfacy relationships to me bug me. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I wonder if it's because I think that people listening to this could probably like sympathize, though. But I wonder if it's because like every weekend of our lives, we show up and we like walk through the door, and we instantly have twenty five people that we have brand new servicey relationships with. Right. It's like, I think sometimes people don't have that maybe in their lives. Like they, you know, they they show up, they go to work in the same office, they sort of do whatever. But like, for me, I'm like, I have plenty of shallow relationships. I don't need any more shallow. What I need is more depth. Um, Yeah. But I learn the most from, from those people. So I want to ask you then, like, I've been thinking about this a lot in my own life lately, because I I feel like people that are creatives, uh, sort of inherently try and solve their own insecurities with their creative outlets. Mm. Um, like uh, I'll go, I'll go first because then it's less awkward. But <laughs> yeah, I I have always like I've always juggled relationships because I feel like by the time I really get to know people, often I kind of check out. Like I'm disappointed by people sometimes, um, or like people's lack of like like moral muscle and, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and so photography for me has, has been this like lifelong experience now where I get to see people, like I get to watch them intentionally and, uh, and learn from them without having to necessarily like talk too much. Yeah. Um, if that, if that makes sense. So like, I guess in your life then tell me, like, tell me about that. What is it that like, that, that holding that camera, what does that do for you?
1: Oh, um, I think when I have a couple in front of me or so when I meet a couple, sometimes we do like an engagement shoot first, straight away, I am reading the energy. I guess you get, I guess a lot of photographers, I think, learn to read energy pretty well, like, because it plays such a huge part in your job. Um, and so when I, when I'm seeing a couple, sometimes straight away I can pick up that the energy is nervous, awkward, unsure. Um, and so it brings me a lot of joy <laughs> when you kind of, you. T- I just straight away go, okay, I'm just going to talk to them for a bit before we even pick up my camera and try and get them relaxed and, like, comfortable and trusting me. And then towards like, you know, maybe more towards the middle of the shoot when I feel them relax and more focus on each other rather than the fact that there's this person that they've just met in person for the first time taking their photo, um, and they relax and just focus on each other and like their true for each other start to show that just brings me a huge amount of joy. Um, and it's Mm. very rewarding, I think. Mm as a photographer.
0: So let me ask them how you get there.
1: Cause yeah, like I always, absolutely.
0: I always start our, our sessions off by telling a couple, like I'm going to give them a pep talk and I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you, I, I could tell you what that pep talk is, but, yeah. but I, like, how do you, how do you get there with them? What's your advice? I guess for somebody listening, that's like, okay, well my clients never stop being awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so if we're looking for it from an engagement shoot perspective, I do think if you're meeting the couple, if you have them for an engagement shoot, and um, their wedding I think it, you definitely have a bit of an advantage because you're meeting them first and you're shooting with them in, a, I guess a more relaxed setting so with an engagement shoot if it's the first time I'm meeting them there um, I kind of like to set my first location a little further away so we have time to like walk um, and talk and just chill a little bit first And usually, I'm asking them a lot of questions about themselves and trying to find something that they're interested in. Because as soon as someone starts talking about something they're interested in, I find that they relax a little bit, um, which is quite cool. If I, I mean, to be honest, I always try and meet my couples before a wedding. It's something I really like to do. Not all photographers, it's not all photographers' style, but if we don't meet before they book me, I'll try and meet them. before the wedding and in this time it's like coffee or drink or similar and I I find like I would say 90% of the couples I do this with or even like 99% after we've had that they are way more relaxed with me because they know that I'm not going to like force them into awkward positions that they don't feel comfortable you know and in front of the camera um And I do think that maybe that's where a lot of couples fears come from. They're like, I don't know this person. What are they going to make me do? Are they going to make me feel dumb or embarrassed or, um, whatnot? So I think meeting them for me personally is really important. And so we go for a coffee or drink and all we're doing is just like chatting. There's no expectations. And I think from there, it kind of, yeah, allows them to relax a little bit, um, so it does make it a lot easier when it comes to the wedding shoot. Like they already know me. Um, we've probably already met in person, had a call and now now more relaxed. Um, so yeah, it's not to say people aren't ever awkward once you get to doing portraits on the wedding day, but sometimes it's just like, yeah, what I would usually do then if I'm still feeling like them, maybe a bit awkward, like, you know, the wedding day is a, b- a big day. Um, I usually just try and get their focus off of me. So like, I'll just say like, oh guys, it's been such an amazing day. Like just focus on each other for a bit, like share your favorite part about the day. And they kind of just look at each other and they start talking about the day and then straight away their attention's off me and they're more relaxed, which is great. So yeah, that was a long answer, but those are probably my main things that I, I tend to do.
0: And that was a perfect answer. I mean, to, to sum that up, then you just, you humanize people. Yeah. Like you just, you take, you take like your role as like the, the photographer away from it and you just become Rebecca. I know. Right? And you just say like, Hey, I also have like insecurities and weirdness. I'm awkward too. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: and like, I, 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 that's, <laughs>
0: that's always my, like, that's always my talk for our couples is I, I, I start off by saying like, Hey, I feel like in your mind, you're expecting this to be like, hey, walk over there, do this, feel Mm -hmm. this way. Totally. And what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to say, hey, guys, wander that direction, do things on your way over there, experience and make memories and like find ways to be affectionate and find ways to like intentionally fill this time up Mm
1: -hmm. with memories together. Yeah.
0: And eliminate the small talk. And then probably by the time we get there, we're already going to be done.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just helping them.
0: And people are like, so all we do is just walk back and forth. I'm like, honestly, yeah, that's that's most of it. Because what do you do? Like, what is, I don't know, maybe I've never met your husband, but I'll <laughs> say like, at least in my wife and I don't just like walk down the street and stop every 36 seconds and kiss.
1: No. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. who does that exactly and
0: yet like most of our industry is like guys stop there kiss hold hands face opposite directions kiss again it's painful
1: it is i try and be really aware of that because there's obviously like there's all this advice around posing um out in the photography education world um but i often think like i read some of these pose prompts i'm like someone tell, told me to do that I'd be like I feel so awkward right now because I would never do that in real life um so I really try when I am with the couple to not like pose as much more like prompt and for them to be really natural prompts so like maybe things you would do with your you know maybe things you do naturally anyway like hey guys can you just hold hands and walk towards me Rather than like you just said, hold hands and kiss, or like hold hands and like, I don't know, there's some weird prompts out there. <laughs> I read them, yeah, I'm like, you're like, wh- someone whisper told me your how- fast
0: food order.
1: Yeah. Um, what, mm-hmm. So I'm constantly thinking about that. I think when you first start, you do tend to go for the more pose look, which is fine because you're still learning. Um, but yeah, as I do it more, I'm always thinking like, I guess thinking of yourself in front of the camera and if you would feel awkward if someone asked you to do that because a lot of the things that um like pose prompts I here i'm like man i would not want someone to tell me to do that <laughs> i'd feel so awkward so yeah
0: yeah i mean that that actually like it ties us to where where like in my mind where all this is going is because i like i wanted i wanted people to get this exposure of this concept of you of like y'all, you guys that are listening to this, if you haven't taken the chance yet to like scroll down and click the link to go see uh, Rebecca's work, because it's, it's suddenly everything is going to click for you. And the fact that her work has this like natural emotive movement to it, where the people are, they're living, they're just living, they're living right alongside you. Like your images look like you were invited to be a part of the memory. And, and there's so much beauty and depth in that. And then I think that takes us into this, this relationship with narrative where you you develop this this ability to tell stories, like this depth and beauty and power in telling stories. And then I don't think it's at all coincidental that then you, you're now uh, like a brand advocate and a, a, like you work right alongside a company that its entire ethos is around storytelling, right? So, yeah. so tell me like, how did that, where did that relationship come from? Like, how did you get roped into and <laughs> where can I apply? Cause this is the coolest <laughs> company ever.
1: Yeah, it is actually quite a cool story. Um, I, yeah, so I think I mentioned I did a degree in public relations. I graduated and I got a job at a corporate um, marketing agency, you know, like look like a real good job, what you're supposed to do when you graduate, go and get a real, real adult job. And that's what I did. Um, and I realized pretty soon and I was like, man, I do not love this. It's, you know, I guess I fell into communications because I was like, I create, I craved work with like meaningful relationships And I thought, you know, public relations would give me that. But as soon as I got into the corporate world, I realized how far from that it was. Um, But I was young and I was like, I just need a, it's a real job. Like I just need a man up. And so I stuck it out. But I think because it was very corporate, I started doing photography more on the side, just as like a creative outlet, um, And I built up my photography business on the side and eventually after like two years at that corporate job, I quit and I quit to become a full-time photographer. Handed in my resignation Um, and about a week after I did that, um, James, who is Narrative's co-founder, had made a post in a local Facebook group for photographers. Um, And he was just like, hey we're looking for a photographer ideally with a little bit of marketing experience that can just help us you know and I actually used narrative publish at the time but I had no idea that they were based in New Zealand and and James was asking for someone based in New Zealand um and so I was like this is super interesting because I'd never seen any kind of like job ad or like job posts like this. And I was like, I'm not really looking for a job because I just quit my job, but I feel like I should just message them because this seems crazy. Um and so I did. And then I ended up having a coffee with James and we both were kind of just like, whoa, this is crazy. Because I had left <laughs> a marketing job to be a photographer. They were looking for a photographer with marketing experience. And yeah, he was just like, um, narrative was pretty small at the time. They just had published and they were just looking for someone who could help. Yeah. They didn't have anyone doing marketing for them at the time. So someone who could just help, um, spread the word and like build relationships with, um, other photographers and ambassadors. So yeah, I, I was like, this sounds really cool. Let's Let's do it. It was very casual at first. Like I was just going to work a couple of hours a week. And then, yeah, the longer I did it, the just more involved I got in the company, I guess. And I, I loved what I did. And then, yeah, I, I've been there nearly three years now. And it's crazy how much the company's um, changed and grown since then. And to be along on that journey has been amazing. So, yeah.
0: I mean it's it, it's it's so cool now that like you are, I mean you're like synonymous with the whole company. <laughs> like you know you're, you I don't. I I think of it like this, right? Like everybody, everybody that I talk to about. Well, uh, we've already said this name once, right? But everybody I talked to about Square Muse, right? Yeah. Like, oh Nadia. Yeah.
1: Or like, yeah. Y- You know.
0: Yeah. Or like if you say the word Polina, everybody knows yes, who I'm talking about. Or you say themes. like there there are individual people that are like synonymous with with companies now. And, and, uh, and I love so much that like, um, early on, I I know that, you know, other people wouldn't know this, but like my early communications with you were, was always me basically saying like, yes, I understand that you guys are doing something really, really cool. Like I understand that like the products that narrative is creating, are super cool and yes I want to be a part of it but like Rebecca I want to get to know you like I want to like who the heck is is I remember our very first call you being like did did you have any questions for me and I was like no that was it yeah thank you just just wanted to say hi
1: no I love that that's Um, like part of the reason I love this job so much is um you know you get to build relationships with real people it's not it's very untraditional PR, I would say. Like I had training in traditional PR. And then you come into this job and you kind of I don't know, I I think the part of the reason I loved it so much is you're you're just connecting with real people. You get to build relationships with real people and yeah, like make friends through it. And I felt very much the same with you. Like our first call was just like, yeah, just felt like we were just catching up with a friend. That was great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well I that's that's how I've always kind of approached all of like all of my brand relationships I've always wanted wanted somebody that I could believe in right to say like it's easy to buy like it's so easy to go out and buy a cool pair of shoes but that doesn't make me want to be like a brand advocate for that shoe company totally right um well so okay so you guys that are that are listening that don't know this um you know, we're going I'm, to, I'm actually in the show notes of this, wherever this is posted, I'm going to post a link for you guys to click in and, um, and actually get a little bit of a discount on, mm-hmm. on narrative products, which is exciting. But, um, but like, tell us the, the people that don't know, like, tell us what narrative is, because I think people may not, may not yeah. have like a clear grasp on that.
1: Yeah, totally. There will be some people who don't know. So yeah, Narrative is a um, software company for photographers. So we have two products. The first, Our first product was Narrative Publish, um, and that is a blogging tool for photographers. So it's you can create really beautiful blogs really fast. It integrates super easily with your website. Um, and then our second product is Narrative Select, and that is um, an AI-powered image culling tool. So it's a super fast um, tool to cull through your images with a bunch of smart tech. So it essentially was designed to make your image culling so much easier. And um, yeah, we launched Narrative Select has been out of beta for a year now, which is really exciting Um, and have had great feedback on it, have thousands of photographers using it. So it's awesome. Yeah.
0: It really is cool I, I always kind of laugh when you when I hear you say that because I think I had it for nearly a year before yes
1: such a it's become such
0: well it's become such a major part of my workflow um, it's the same thing with blogging you know I wrote I wrote you guys y'all that are listening this is like behind the curtain you're, you're here right <laughs> now I um, I wrote y'all a uh, uh, an email like middle of last week right and I was like uh oh for some reason like I my publish isn't working and I'm trying to blog you guys, I had this like weird um, uh, moment of like self breakdown, like an identity <laughs> crisis, because I realized I didn't remember how to blog without. <laughs> I've been using Publish for so long, and it has done so many amazing things for my SEO.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, and keywording my images, and just making sure that I'm actually like doing blogging correctly.
1: Genuinely, um,
0: I can't. I, I can't remember my. I don't know what my life was before you guys. So I'm just really grateful uh, for for all that Narrative is doing.
1: Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah genuine, genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> like I used Narrative published before I ever started working here. So this is this is a genuine opinion, but because I started using it so early on in my business, I used it to blog my first ever wedding I shot. I I I actually don't know how to blog a wedding without it. So I think that's a, a very true statement to make. I can't imagine well, trying to use like WordPress or something now. I, I just wouldn't blog. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, seriously, which is what most of the industry does, right? Like that, that's what we were talking about. It's like most people just don't tell stories anymore. They write mm. captions. And it's, it's so, so sad, sad to me that the idea of a caption especially the idea of a caption that is subject or like more like victim to any number of algorithms is like the way that we tell stories.
1: But instead I'm like, man,
0: I, I love the opportunity to just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit and write until I'm, until the whole thing is done. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think in terms of like marketing your business, I think, I don't know, obviously posting something on Instagram is easier and it takes less time, but yeah, you don't own that space. Whereas, like, you have your website; it's yours. And I think people forget sometimes that, like, it is it is such a good way to create a like strong and sustainable business, is to have good good SEO, and a huge part of that relies on blogging. Um, yeah, I think it's a huge thing. Um, that's yeah, really important for any business.
0: Okay, so. So we, we we find out that you like super creative kid essentially like you just jumped into this yep. whole thing because you love people <laughs> yeah and then you start shooting and you slay it from day one at least that's how I'm picturing it in my head <laughs> thanks um don't ruin that picture because I I like idolize your work and and then you start partnering with James and the whole narrative team and now you are about to have a baby right. Uh, which I just found out about. So congratulations Thank on the you. air officially. Congratulations. <laughs> so what comes next for you? Like where, where, what do you, what are you most excited about next?
1: Oh, that is good question. So I, yeah, I'm super excited to become a mom. I, I've always I've been one of those people who've always grown up knowing I wanted <laughs> to have kids. So I'm really excited for this next season. Um, I I guess what's next? I don't know. I think I'm just going to learn to juggle on a whole new level like you, Miles, Um because I'll have photography, I'll have narrative, and then I'll have a baby that I do want to be really present for. So it's just going to be a whole new season of learning how to juggle my time really well. I think I've had some good practice, um, you know, working nearly full time for narrative during wedding season, and you just have to balance your time super well. Um, And so I think I've gotten pretty good at um, being really efficient with my time, but I'm sure this is going to throw a whole new spin on it. But I'm excited for the challenge. I love a good challenge. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Listen on behalf of all of the narrative ambassadors. I can tell you that you have been mothering us for years at this point. <laughs> <That's> um, <right.
1: laughs>
0: you've been you've you're well practiced at this point in in uh, in pulling us all back to center. Now this is a, such an exciting time, though, in your life. I'm really excited um, for you because it, you're right. I mean, it does change things, but um, but the, just that having that perspective of saying like I'm up for the challenge, I think is is a beautiful thing. Um, okay. Well, so how, how can we like, as a, as a listener base, but also just as, um, you know, like as a community over, over in the collective, like, how can we get to know you better? Like, what's the best way for us to get to know your, your work and, and support you and come like right alongside you?
1: Oh, thank you. That's a lovely question. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and that's just, for. rebeccabradley.photography um I try and be relatively active on there um and I yeah I guess that shares you obviously will see my work but I try and share a lot of behind the scenes stuff on my Instagram story which yeah has been really fun to do I think it gives people a uh, perspective yeah I think sharing behind the scenes is something I love doing it, it gives people a different perspective on you know, you see, you see these photos, but then you see like how they come about, which is really cool. So yeah, probably there is the best place. Um, I'd love to connect with anyone who's been listening. It'll be great.
0: All right. So then last question, because I think it's so, you know, I, I put this in, into the whole purpose, the whole, the, the entire podcast comes down to community, right? Yeah. Like it just comes down to like us coming together and it's why half the time we do these, these, conversations live just because I want people to to have that feeling of the fact that it's like you just as you're trying to humanize your clients often like probably the more well-known a photographer becomes the less humanized they are they're they're just a camera Mm. operator to the industry right
1: yeah that's yeah so
0: what what advice do you have I guess for people that are that are trying to sort of find their voice as not even necessarily photographers, just as artists Mm -hmm. and creatives and, and trying to find, you know, kind of their place in all of that and a community. Like where, where have you found that base?
1: Found that community. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think with, yeah, I think finding community and connections and helping. Yeah. I think, that is a huge part of yeah I guess becoming successful or building your business in a way because you need that support um part of it honestly just comes from putting yourself out there I think it is scary because I think like you mentioned you made a comment about how you know a lot of people just show up to their job they don't meet a lot of different people but when you're photography, photographer you're not only meeting new people every weekend for weddings or shoots but you also don't have typical colleagues um because you work on your own so I think finding a community is super important I think putting I think starting looking for a local Facebook group is something in really important and in a sense to gain connections of people in your area because in those local Facebook groups people are often posting about meetups or whatever Um, And actually then going to them on your own (laughs) and talking to someone you don't know. It is really scary, I think, the first time you do it because you walk in, you don't know anyone. And like you're not often in those situations. Usually people go to social events where they already know heaps of people. Um, But then as soon as you meet a few people, you've got a few connections and you'll feel so much more confident going to the next one. Um, But yeah. So that's kind of how I did it a little bit. But then also, as you start to shoot more, you get people shooting alongside you. And I think you really quickly gain like a really cool, close community for your business as well. Because you have people you can rely on to call on if you need a second shooter, if you get stuck, if you need advice. Um, And yeah, you build a really good group around you. And then, yeah, I think the last thing is, education you end up finding really good community through like courses or facebook groups um, that are created through education but i think a huge thing is being really important about what facebook groups you join um some can be kind of toxic so obviously like your group miles is very uplifting but not all um facebook groups are like that so i would like choose just a few select ones um and and be careful of what you consume, but yeah, I think I think that's
0: like you know that really the funny story is that like I started my group as a reaction to being so tired yes. of how yeah. like
1: I think I remember I would you post saying something that. and
0: I would just get fried and I'm like, guys, you guys are all really mean. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go play by myself. Um, okay, I love it. Okay, so so I, I said that was the last question, but I actually have one more <laughs> yeah. just cause I lightning round. Are you ready? I'm Here ready. We go. I'm ready. Okay. Well, I knew you would be. (laughs) Um, I want to know the name of, I'm going to start asking this to every, now I said that I'm going to ask every guest and I'll forget next time. (laughs) But, um, I want to know the name of a photographer that, that influences you influences your work. Um, that isn't super well known. Like give us, give us the name. So like, like Jonas Peterson, I asked him something somewhat similar and he said, Ollie, uh, you know, from Australia um mm, do you know who yeah. that is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, who is like everybody in the industry that like really knows the industry knows that man but the only thing mm-hmm. they know about him is about that he him. is like the darkest most brooding wedding photographer in history yeah.
1: um
0: but like yeah who's who is somebody that has influenced your work or is influencing your work right now that is like not a not a household name mm,
1: that's a good question. You know what? I'm gonna think of someone when we get off this call and be like, damn it, I should have said it in. <laughs> um, I can
0: I can add it to the show notes.
1: Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me just think for a second. There's been I guess they're two local people and I, I guess they are known. So I might be cheating a little bit, but maybe not so known in <laughs> in the states where you are. Um but I, my, the person who shot my wedding was Jonathan Suckling. You guys may already know him, but um, he, when I, he shot my wedding, I wasn't a wedding photographer. And I, like, we loved his energy and his passion, I think is what stood out the most to my husband and I. And then when I became a wedding photographer, I just told him, I was like, hey, like I love photography and obviously you shot my wedding, like any, anything I can do to like help you. So I can also learn would be so appreciated. And he just was like, yep, come on board, like come assist with me. Um, And it taught me so much. And I think I really appreciated someone just being like straight away, like, yep, let me help you. Um, So I think that like hugely shaped I think it would probably be my confidence as well because by assisting for him I got to see so many weddings I got to see how he worked and it was really great um and then another person was when I first quit my full-time job before I even started at narrative someone put me in touch with Danelle Bohan I think a lot of people may know her already but um she's also a New Zealand-based photographer and uh, she just came and had coffee with me, which I also appreciated because she's a busy lady, shoots a lot of weddings um, and just like shared, you know, just like encouragement to me first starting, you know, in photography, I think when you don't know anything and someone who's very experienced in the industry, you know, takes like the time out of their day to sit with you. So I think those are like two things I can remember early on in my career, kind of, I guess the, I guess the main thing was like giving me confidence and encouragement, which, you know, obviously then gave me the boost to really push through and, and, um, go for it in my business. So yeah.
0: Okay. Perfect. Two perfect <laughs> answers. Uh, you're totally on the, on the spot. You guys that are listening, you by, by now you're bound to know that I never prep anybody ahead of time with yeah, what questions that's I'm going to ask. Um, I just try and ask things as they come. And so I, um, how perfect, perfect, yeah, answers. And I can't wait. I, you know, I've heard of both, but now I want to go back and look for the influence in your work. Yeah. Um, that's just always a, that's always a fun thing for me. It's like, um, I often, I, I'm not i I'm not a huge reader, but like, I love to read books and then try and figure out who has influenced. Yeah. Like, who, where the heck do they get this information from? Um, and so I, I don't know. I love that. I love that you, that you can kind of call that out like that. Well guys. Okay. So if you've, if you've made it this far or uh, 52 minutes in, um, again, I just, I want to reiterate really quick, um, that if you click down in the show notes or drop me a DM, I'd love to get you more information on one, how to get in touch with Re- Re- with Rebecca and just how to like connect with her because she's remarkably responsive and also just super sweet. Um, but also I'd love to get you in touch with um, with our friends, my friends over at narrative and, and us take a time to, to reinvest in, in that art of storytelling through publish. Um, you guys, uh, the, the high level on that is that it is a, as Rebecca mentioned, it's a software program that just allows you to streamline your blogging process. I have a video on YouTube of me doing an entire blog and, uh, and the entire video is less than four minutes long. Um, and, and it is, that's from posting, sharing uh, the images, organizing the images, keywording the images, um, and going through a series of SEO checks. It's unbelievable. And then on the other end is select, uh, which is a great product that narrative built to just to allow you to kind of get back to the creative process because so many of us, um, just get hung up. We just trip over our own feet when it comes to calling and, uh, and, and calling shouldn't be. Um, it shouldn't be this heavy process. It should be something that's like, okay, you took too many pictures. Let's get it narrowed down and get you to the editing bay as quick as possible. So, um, so, uh, I, I just am excited to expose everybody to both of those products. Um, as well as I mentioned a little discount on those, um, via my, my little affiliate link, which is super fun. And, um, and, uh, and yeah. Okay. So Rebecca, thank you so much. Like, a 100 times, a million times. Thank you for dealing with me rescheduling this call twice. <laughs> Thank you for um, just taking time out on the other side of the world and starting your morning off uh, with me. It just means a lot to call you a friend and to be a colleague and, and to do this like, alongside you.
1: Yay. Thanks so much for having me, Miles. It was so great to chat. And as always, I love chatting with you. So it was awesome.
0: Okay, you guys. So I'm assuming that uh, that by now you've already clicked off of this link and you're not listening anymore. And if you are, that means you need to click out of here. So we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for taking time to just uh, to join in on this whole thing with Rebecca and I. We'll meet you over at the Photographic Collective Facebook group for uh, for more conversations.
1: Oh.